Hey there, it's Anthony Murphy, and if you're looking for a podcast that can help your business become an iconic brand, this could be the show for you. We talk to talented business owners, entrepreneurs, and marketers on a range of topics while also diving into the latest trends in digital and social media marketing. All right, let's jump into this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're super well. It's awesome to have you with us. And before we dive into today's interview, which is based around digital marketing and social media, I just want to double check whether or not you have subscribed to the show. Now, of course, this is completely up to you, but I would absolutely love it if you could subscribe to the show to stay up to date with all the latest episodes that will be dropping so you'll never miss a thing and if any of the shows are of interest to you you will be able to check them out so all you need to do is hit that subscribe button in the podcast app that you are using or on itunes and that will be taken care of for you also if you do have the time would absolutely love it if you would leave a rating and review for the show on any of the podcasting platforms And uh, this really does help build the show, and um, I read every single review out on the show. So each time there's a new review, you will get to hear your review read out on the show. So I really, really do appreciate it. All right, enough of that. Let's dive into today's interview. Now, with today's interview, we are speaking to Tom Bailey, who is the founder of Bridge Inbound Marketing in Bendigo, Victoria. Uh, Tom is a very, very um, knowledgeable and astute uh, marketer and and business person. Um, He has done some great things in his career so far, and uh, it's awesome to be able to have him on the show. This interview comes from a Facebook Live that we recorded not too long ago in, uh, in March of 2018, so it's up to date, it's relevant, and the title of the show was Digital Marketing for Regional Businesses, so we were specifically talking about social media marketing that regional businesses can implement in their business and gain the most impact from. So if you own a regional business, this is perfect for you. If you're metro or in any of the capital cities, then (laughs) these things are just as applicable to you. But being regional-based agencies and businesses, we really want to try and help those businesses out in the country to grow into iconic brands. So let's dive straight into the show with Tom. Tom, how are you, mate? Good, Anthony. How are you? Good, mate. Good. We, uh, we've we overcome our technical difficulties, mate, and we're ready to rock and roll, which is good. <laughs> we have. All right. G'day, Anthony. Uh, we've so... got a few people rolling in. This is good. This is good. Anthony, how are you, mate? Thanks for jumping in. All right. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat with us, Tom. Really appreciate it, mate. All right, Anthony. Thank you for the invite. No worries at all. All right, sound yeah. all working. All right, it's it's good. My end, guys. If the uh, if the audio is good at your end, stick a thumbs up in the comments. Hit us with a few likes uh, and let us know everything is good at your end. Will Visser says that he's been waiting all day for this one, Tom. So uh, no pressure. Thanks, Will. <laughs> we're, we're here to all bring right. the value. Sam Scaparo is jumping on. Cool. 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 Uh, all right. Where would you like to kick things off, Anthony? Well, if Tom, if you want to just give us, um, you know, the thirty-second snapshot of yourself um, and your business and what you're up to, 
And while you're doing that, I'm just going to share this to my Facebook page. So over to you, Tom. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll kick into the uh, into the good stuff. Hey, guys. So for everyone who's watching uh, that's not familiar with me, I'm Tom Bailey from Bendigo, and I run a business called Bridge Inbound Marketing. And this has been my passion and probably my obsession for the last seven years. I love marketing, and uh, everything I do is about making marketing more human and trying to get brands to uh, bridge the gap and adopt new techniques and just do things in a more effective manner. So that's a little summary. And um, thank you for having me on, Anthony. No worries at all, mate. Um, thanks for the little intro. Well done. Um, guys, I've, we, Tom and I connected probably 12 months ago yeah, now, maybe? maybe? Even even longer? Yeah, you've been that, yeah. Been a little while now. Um, and, yeah, very, very like-minded. Obviously, our businesses are very similar. We're working in the same space. Um, very passionate about regional businesses, um, we both live regionally, so there's lots to uh, lots to be excited about there. So what we want to do tonight, guys, is if you have any questions at all, if you run a mar- if you run a business in a regional town, then we'd love to know. Drop a comment below. Um, if you run a business in a metro area as well, we want to hear from you as well. So if you've got any marketing questions, if there's something that you're you're not too sure about, or there's a marketing strategy that maybe isn't working out for you the way you want it to at the moment, then drop it in the comments below and Tom and I will do our best to answer that for you. Um, And while you're coming up with those questions, what Tom and I are going to do is share a couple of tips, strategies, um, hacks that are working right now across a few of the top platforms. And um, if you're not using those, then you'll be able to take those away with you tonight and implement them in your own marketing and your own social media. So, um, Tom, do you want to kick it off, mate? Yeah, I'll kick things off uh, last week, and you wouldn't expect maybe this from someone who's uh, been doing this for seven years, but Facebook offers a service, as you would know, Anthony, of, um, and, and particularly now more than ever as they're expanding their, um, their presence and wanting more and more businesses to advertise, but uh, what they call Facebook experts. So someone from uh, Facebook that will schedule a half an hour with your business and they can run you through the best way uh, for you to be able to optimize your page, your presence, and an ad spend that's going to uh, deliver an ROI for your business. So um, I didn't call them for that reason. I was, I more had some interesting questions about the algorithm, and I was just prodding it to what they would, what sort of information they would, they would give me. And there was a few things. As an example, I noticed that uh, videos with swearing had a slightly less reach than um, just a video without swearing. I yes. guess. So okay. uh, that was one of the questions I would throw in. I would say, so I've noticed, you know, and just throughout this, this call of about 20, 30 minutes, um, I was throwing in, you know, so I've noticed. And the girl that it was, I spoke with was really good and she could sort of not, she didn't give too much away, but she more or less confirmed things by, um, yeah, alluding to yes or no or um, yep. in a more subtle manner. But it was a really good way of just navigating around that. But uh, where or why I get onto this is boosted posts. So a lot of businesses see boosted posts as an easy option to expand your reach and to get in front of your yes. audience. Now, um, it is effective, but it's more cost effective if you do it through the ads manager. So Facebook's recently revamped this a little bit and made it a bit more simple. But what happens is when you do it through the boosted post, generally people will uh, target quite broadly. And so what happens is, um, you end up spending, and it might only be a few cents more, but that adds up each time um, someone clicks on something or if it's a cost per uh, thousand impressions, whatever it may be, it eventually will add up. So um, by optimizing your ad spend through the ads manager, it means you're going to get more reach and more bang for your buck. And she um, confirmed that unless you are a 
a community organization or something like that, um, or, or a cause or an event, um, then the ads manager is definitely the most cost-effective way to go because you're just going to get, um, or basically Facebook will penalize you for using the boosted post feature. You don't know it, um, but it, yep. it's going to cost you extra. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and that's that's a big one, and, and, and a lot of um, you know, a lot you'd have it with a lot of your clients as well. It's um, Facebook. They they try and trick you as well because they uh, they want people to use that boosted button, and they'll tell you that your most recent post is doing ninety five percent better than any of your other posts, yeah. and you should boost it now. Um, but you really yeah. got to be careful about falling into those traps because that's obviously how Facebook makes their money through advertising, and there are much better ways of making sure that you're spending your ad spend wisely and making sure that it's targeted and relevant to an audience rather than just boosting a post, which will often just scatter it to anybody and everybody. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And, and as you said, through, through gamifying it like that, they build these these little features in, which most of us overlook or don't think too much into. But the yeah. same as the double tap on Instagram, that is a feature, not because it's convenient or because uh, they designed that in because it's something that you can actually physically become addicted to. And so it's a, it's a, it's just a pure psychology basically. And, and, they... and, 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 it, and it works too, because uh, I get caught out all the time. I'll be scrolling through Facebook. I'll see an image I like and I'll double tap it because nothing happens on yep. Facebook when you go, that's Instagram. But yeah, so it yep. does, it, it becomes a repetitive behavior. A repetitive behavior. And when they can link uh, psychology and the physiology um, in, in their UX or um, interface design, yeah, they're going to hook yep. people on their products. And so uh, they spend a lot of money to keep people on their platform. And um, I suppose another point on that would be if you're using any of the platforms, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook, as you would know, if you try to link someone off to YouTube, every platform will penalize you for it unless it's, it is YouTube. So if it's not the native platform, you're going to, um, yeah, you're going to not fare as well with, with trying to get people uh, outside of Facebook cause, or, or exactly. wherever it may be. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Will says, I'm addicted to the double tap on Insta without recognizing <laughs> a lot that. of the time too. Exactly, exactly. It just becomes a, it just, it's just, yeah, it becomes a habit, becomes, which is exactly what the platforms want. They want you using the platform more often and just to use it out of habit. So that's yeah. some awesome stuff. That. Cool. Did you have something else? Uh, no, no, no. You go. Um, I was just going to say that for a lot of local business owners, um, who may not have time to dive into the world of the Facebook business manager and managing actual ad campaigns and et cetera, um, without even going down the track of diving into that space or investing in somebody like Tom or I to manage those campaigns for you, what you can do is you can squeeze a lot more out of that Facebook platform by leveraging the insights tool with your pages, so with your Facebook page, you have um, in all the settings, there's a tab called insights and that gives you data and analytics on everything that's going on with your Facebook page. So it tells you who is on your page, what times of day they're on your page the most. It breaks down the demographics of your fans. Um, so I encourage people to really jump into that and squeeze as much as they can out of that, use all that info to make sure that they're doing things like posting at times when the majority of their users are online because obviously we want to maximize things. When you uh, go to the effort of putting a piece of content out online, you want as many people to see it as quickly as possible. And if you're posting at 6 a.m. when you know 10% of your audience or your Facebook fans are online, you're going to get less ROI, less bang for your buck, less everything than if you posted at 6 p.m. at night and 80% of your fans are online. So... That's just another yeah. quick tip there too. 
yep. And, and it's like a case of um, David and Goliath, but particularly now with the, the algorithm changes because you've really kind of got a limited number of shots. So, so you kind of want to, um, if you've only got that one rock, you want to be able to line it up and make sure that you make it count. So exactly. being able to analyze that data is crucial to making sure that you can optimize the, uh, the best time to, to reach your audience. And the other side of it is to reverse engineer what your competitors are doing and success leaves clues. And I tell everyone this, what the, uh, I would recommend to anyone is find someone who's excelling in your field. Um, someone who's marketing you just maybe envious of it, that you really want to get to that level or beyond that level and look for trends and patterns. And so if you can go through the newsfeed mm. and see that they're posting at a certain uh, time, chances are they've got a big marketing team with a big budget and they've um, taken a lot of time and probably spent a lot of money to come to the conclusion that that's how it should be done. So anything that you can exactly. spot that's consistent like that is going to put you ahead mm. and you can, you can reverse engineer most of your competitors' uh, strategies to an extent with publicly available data. Exactly, exactly. I love that, man. That's an awesome, awesome tip. Uh, we've got Brandon Thanks, on. How are you, mate? Nikki's on the live stream as well. Nikki's no stranger to the marketing world. She uh, has her own marketing business. So thanks for joining us, Nikki. Uh, Jaylee's on the line. We both know Jaylee. That's awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, and while we're while we're rattling along here, Tom and I could talk for we could go all day long. So. Feel free to jump in, guys. If you've got any questions at all, please leave them in the comments below because we'd love to answer some really tough questions. So if you've got some, drop them in the Thanks, comments. Thanks, Nikki. Just saw the comment. Um, exactly. Great comment. We're getting heaps of likes and hearts, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Brandon. That's addictive, too. That's addictive when you're on a live stream and you're getting all those likes and stuff. Yeah. We like to see that. So that's feel good. Cool. Our dopamine, dopamine receptors are <laughs> buzzing. That's it. All those vanity metrics. Thanks, and, guys. Really appreciate it. And just on that, so another thing, I guess, which is the other side of the, you know, Facebook gaming things and, and hooked is that that is why it works. And that's it's why it's the most effective there. platform for your brand. And it's because um, I've recently read a study where they put, so when Facebook released the um, feature where people could, or businesses could say, you know, if they were feeling a certain way, I heard some people say, well, Businesses aren't people. They can't feel anything. So why would you put that? Well, the thing is, because although on a logical, um, that logically that makes sense, subconsciously we don't differentiate. And they've actually put people in fMRI, uh, fMRI machines where they, you know, you basically go in and, and you lay down inside of this big machine and they showed people pictures of uh, their loved ones, um, their most nearest and dearest, and then uh, they looked at their brain and all the regions which lit up, and then they showed them their favorite brands, Starbucks or whatever, whatever it might have been, but whatever the particular brands were that were favorable to that individual. And they showed them something like, you know, it might have been a McDonald's and just nothing, no brain activity in yeah. the regions. And then they showed them a brand that they loved, it might have been a Nike or an Apple or something like that. And all of a sudden, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And it was the yeah. exact same. So it's just a psychology. That's why it works, because subconsciously, we are at the mercy of our brain and it's far more powerful than what any of us have any awareness on. So that's why social media works. Exactly, exactly. And it, like there's so many different topics that you cover that really tie in and allow you to maximise your marketing efforts because really it is, when it comes down to marketing, it is about people. It's about knowing your target audience better than they know themselves and the best marketing campaigns always tap into an emotion or a desire or it's it's all about the person. So it's never about just blasting a message out there and hoping for the best. Yeah. You really need to be human 
with your marketing to mm. connect with the person at the other end. So, so a lot of it comes down to empathy. And I think Nikki's got a great mm. point there. Was, uh, she said, uh, yes, brands, and personality, uh, brands are personalities yeah. and they have a voice, which is why it is so important to actually spend uh, some time and do the work to create a brand voice and narrow that down as a part of your strategy. So you've got consistency and continuity, not only in your branding, but in the way that your uh, brand articulates exactly. their message. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Will says, yes, I have that feeling about my favorite coffee place. I think, uh, yeah, I think all our brains light up with our, <laughs> our favorite coffee place. Uh, coffee has a similar effect. Yeah. Pain points. Yes, exactly. Pain points oh, we all love our coffee. And this is, and this is something, Nikki, I am really, really big on is just going through with any of my clients to uh, it's a very interesting exercise when you match up their assumptions around their clients' needs and then actually um, in a really clever way surveying uh, the client's customers and finding their needs. Um, and you can kind of get to a point where you've got the assumptions from the business and, and often they're very accurate and then what the customer wants. But as much as I – and I really respect the, the customer always sort of knows what they want, but they, they do in a way where – they have the answers. They just don't know that they have them, if that makes sense. So you kind of have to yes. be very thoughtful in the way that you ask the questions. And I, I always think about it like Steve Jobs um, said, the customer doesn't know what they want. And when he released the iPhone or when Apple released the iPhone, everyone spat the dummy because it didn't have a keypad. And lo and behold, now no one could ever imagine having a keypad on their phone again. We wouldn't want it. So the customer doesn't always know what they want. And I think any great business and great marketing is a matter of being able to preempt or being able to... Um, just look forward into the future and know what people want for them. True innovation, basically. That's what that is. It's, yep. it's not copying. It's it's innovating a brand new product. That's awesome, yep. mate. Love it. All right. So conscious of time here. Let's jump into Instagram. Um, yep. We've still got Instagram, people yep. jumping in, which is absolutely fantastic. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, any questions, Thanks, drop them in the comments below. Um, all right. So, yes, let's dive into Instagram because it is a platform that is continuing to just grow and grow and grow. And they have innovated so well in the last 24, 12 months. They've just blown Snapchat out of the water. Um, and I'm not a Snapchat hater. Like, I loved Snapchat. Um, still do. Don't use it as much because Instagram have just innovated their pants off. Um, how do you feel about the platform? And do you feel like it has lots to offer regional businesses? Very similar, and I think Snapchat's still got its place, although I'm in the same boat as you. I certainly don't use it um, very often at all anymore, um, to the point where I sort of hum and ah whether it's even worth maintaining or keeping an account. But uh, back to the point on Instagram, they are just uh, leaps and bounds ahead of anyone, and they're just, I think, accelerating um, their product release and the new features and, and their optimising of features or just trying new things, so the implementation of being able to um, put GIFs in your Instagram stories text in Instagram yeah. stories, all of these things which can be used very creatively to communicate between individuals but also yeah. uh, businesses. Um, yeah. and, and further to that, I guess, it's just the simplicity of the platform. And Facebook can be a bit of an infinity pool in that you can just keep going and going and going and going, whereas Instagram mm. at least gives you some, some um, yeah. like a sandbox to work within, which is constraints are good often. Um, they're good. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's what's contributed to its growth a lot is because it really did just stick to its guns as an image-only platform. Um, and the the API has been very closed. For anybody who doesn't know what that means, that's um, third-party apps being able to tap into Instagram. So they've only just in the last month 
released an update where you can post automatically to your Instagram feed, just like other social platforms. Um, and I think because they have kept it constrained like that, that it, it really has helped keep the platform pure. Um, and it's just, it's exploded as everybody knows. Yeah. I just got a question from Darcy. Uh, have you guys worked with tribe or heard of it before? So I've heard of it and yes. not sure. Anthony. Yep. Yes. Yes. Have heard of tribe tribe is, uh, the founder of tribe is actually Jules Lund from Getaway. So Jules has uh, spent a big, um, he spent all his career in uh, in TV, in advertising, in marketing, and Jules founded Tribe because he saw a gap in the market where us as content creators um, were creating all this awesome content and had nobody to share it with. And brands, on the other hand, were wanting to use all this awesome content but had no way of connecting with people so tribe app is about connecting people influencers people that generate content with brands so that you can um, be paid um, and the brand will use your content in their marketing campaigns so it's an influencer marketing platform um yeah so and that's exactly my understanding of it and they've they've implemented a very uh, I guess it's a similar business model to maybe um, um, Upwork or something where, where there's a bidding um, and people can bid based on, on a certain person's level of influence and uh, the content that they intend to produce and um, all yes. these different factors, which is great because it adds a level of transparency and also accessibility to brands that they can find people who match with them. So it's almost like going and having a marketplace of influencers or people who can have a positive uh, effect on your brand. Yes, exactly. Um, the way I don't mean to cut you off, mate. Um, the way that the the way that the bidding works on Tribe. So basically, you create a piece of content um, based on guidelines that the brand gives you. Um, you have to use a specific hashtag, and then you get to name your price for the piece of content. So for an image on Instagram, that could be seventy five dollars, or you could charge a thousand dollars, right? And the brand then you submit that content and your price. Uh, for the campaign and then the brand will go through all the different pieces of content, pick out the ones they like and approve it. If they are happy to pay $1,000 for your post, then you earn $1,000 for that post. So you get to name your price and if the brand chooses it, there you go. That's how you get paid. So it's a pretty cool platform. Um, yeah, it is. And, and as you said, it's uh, it, gives an, it puts an emphasis on value because you could equally yeah. ask for $100,000. If you can be creative enough to deliver enough value that you can ask for something exactly. it like that, then uh, the sky's the limit. So it's pretty cool, really. Exactly. It is pretty cool. Will Vissa so says, any tips? Will, yeah. Yes. Any tips on how to keep a brand fresh and growing when the product is based on the journey of someone's life and success in a certain area? What are your thoughts, Tom? I think definitely um, because every journey in life is different and if uh, it's a brand that's selling products based on a journey or journeys that are very similar, then um, it would be a matter of documenting the day, uh, day uh, in and out of, of um, what that looks like. And I think people often think no one would be interested in you know, their, their product or their industry because they, they deem it boring or something like that. But it's often not the case. People are actually fascinated. And a lot of the brands I've worked with who thought that they would be boring uh, it was quite the opposite. It's probably the industries that rarely get a look in because everyone has that opinion that people will think that they're boring. But exactly, um, exactly, you can be creative say, and, and yeah. I say it to so many of my clients, one of which is an accounting client, right? 
whenever anybody talks about counting, they basically turn around and leave the room, right? But it's not about, um, you know, we all feel that there's parts of our business that are boring and that no one would be interested in. But like Tom said, it's the complete opposite. And it's the way that you storytell which makes it engaging, right? So the the creative is the variable, the, the storytelling, the content, that's the variable. If it's really boring content and provides no value to anybody, it's not going to have any success. But if you put some thought into it, if you provide people with value, and even when it comes to accounting, if you follow those steps, you will find that uh, there are lots and lots of people out there that are interested in yeah. what you have to say. And so it's like edutainment. And g'day, Bryce. Uh, you can see yes. Bryce is on. G'day, Alex. Alex has just jumped on. So, yeah, it's, it's really edutainment. So you're kind of mixing. It's a cross between education and entertainment, and that's what people want. If you can find that intersection, then, you know, yeah. uh, people are going to just eat that content up and they're going to enjoy it and they're going to come back for more. And I think also uh, it comes down to having a, um, a diversity. So the New South Wales Police Force do this really well. Um, they'll They're awesome. do all sorts of posts. They're really, really good. They've, yeah, they've put yeah. out posts like, um, I don't know, puppies and, you know, really cool stuff. But then equally they'll raid someone and they'll put up photos of their SWAT team or their, you know, special operations group or whatever. And We're here to crash the party. They've just got, <laughs> got off the streets or that sort of thing. So people take yeah. them seriously, but equally – if they only ever put those messages up, then it would be it would just go stale. It would be boring. And people need a certain level of certainty, but they also need a certain level of variety. And I think if you can um, embrace that in your content and just be unique and, and fresh, then you're um, you're yeah you're always going to stay ahead, and people are always going to be engaged. Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Uh, what have we got here? Brandon says, all about the value, give back and receive. That's exactly right, mate. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And, all and right, Gary V probably put that best, 51, uh, 51.49. So yes, yes. I think when you type exactly. back to that, always or jab, 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 right hook. He, yes, exactly. He who provides the most value has the leverage. So it's, it's exactly right. Um, guys, if you've got any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments below. Um, do you feel like we've covered off on the Instagram enough, mate? I know it's a, it's a massive platform at the moment. Do you have one particular tip that you use in your marketing that helps you get better results? Is there a little hack yep. that you can share with us? Uh, I think the thing to always keep in mind is the fact that Facebook bought Instagram. So um, it's owned by the yep. same platform and the ad management platform is the same. So although it's a different context and the users are on it, are doing something differently. I think it's very important to always remember that when you creating content for both platforms they're, they're similar but there's you know they're different at the same time um but uh, using custom audiences or using your facebook pixel so basically what that is uh, for those of you who don't know is what you can do is uh, create a pixel which is a, a little line of code that sits in the back of your website and anyone that is ever referred from your facebook page or your instagram account to your website attract by that pixel and then what you can do is create um, custom audiences based off that traffic but not only the people who visited, but lookalike audiences. So Facebook basically uses the enormous amount of data that they have on everyone, which is a lot. And they will find people who are nearly mirror images, not the same person, but nearly mirror images of that person. And so you can take, say, a database of 1,000 people and it might turn into 5,000 people in a lookalike audience. Or, or yeah. there's, there's so many different ways very, you can very powerful. do that and vary it. And also engagement. So I think custom audiences for both Facebook and Instagram so just to kill two birds with one stone um, is yep. is my tip for the for the two platforms is to really look into custom audiences and how you can uh, best leverage yep. those for your business. 
Definitely, mate. Definitely. From from my end, and I'm going a little bit more um, back to basics here as well, but something that not a lot of people realize is that Instagram is all about hashtags, right? So searchability on Instagram, the way that things are ranked, the way that people find your content is through hashtags, right? So a lot of people don't know that there are actually banned hashtags on Instagram. Um, Valentine's Day this year was a banned hashtag, which a lot of people didn't realize. Um, won't go into the whole story of why it was banned, etc. right now, but what you can do, all you need to do is Google banned hashtags and there are websites that will list the current hashtags that are banned on Instagram. If you use a banned hashtag in your post, what it will potentially do is shadow ban your account or the piece of content that you posted, which means that people aren't going to see it. Um, and if you do it repetitively and often enough, then Instagram will shadow ban your account, which means that your account will particularly uh, will become a ghost town, basically. It won't show up anywhere. So that's a little trick that a lot of time people um, put out content and absolutely nothing happens. They don't get any likes. Like, I've got a 1,000 followers and all my posts aren't getting any likes. There's no engagement, right, right, right. And Chances it- are you have used a banned hashtag and Instagram have said, no, nah, we're not going to let anybody see that piece of content. So... Yeah. That's a little or, hack or, there to make sure. Or as you said, continuously use that hashtag, in which case yes. that's why they call it a shadow ban because you don't know you're banned. And exactly. I've actually seen where they've done a few tests and you'll show up in the top post feed and you might even show up in some of your friends' uh, top post feeds under a certain hashtag, but to the rest of the world, you're invisible. And um, it's their clever little way of not letting you know that you're um, you're under a shadow ban. So really, really important mm. to... Uh, stay on top of that. And also, um, I guess while we're on the hashtags is the other thing that Instagram's done um, in the last couple of months with the updates is uh, they're trying to get rid of the spammy bots and the comments that you get where you just get one word answers or yes, or um, that looks great or stuff that, you know, everyone knows and they're automated, yes. they're generic and then they're, they're just a yeah. pain. So Facebook, uh, Instagram wants to get rid of those. And that's why the comments, which was a tidier way of doing it, putting the hashtags in the comments, uh, below your caption um, is now no longer the most effective way of doing it. And you'll see people starting to put them back into the body of uh, the Instagram post. Yes. And also yeah, that's less a, hashtags. A big tip. Yeah. That's a big tip. Big tip. Um, Brandon says, bet hashtag Fitzbo is banned. Um, actually, mate, you're not even, you're not wrong on that one either. Sometimes it is, sometimes I don't. And the thing that you have to be careful is, you do need to check on a regular basis because hashtags like hump day and there's a lot of ones that they are, are often banned but sometimes aren't. It really just depends. And the hashtag Valentine's Day basically came down to the fact that um, the social media platforms these days are very, uh, very conscious of the amount of time that people spend on social media platforms. And they know that with a massive day like Valentine's Day, everybody's going to be using that hashtag, which for a lot of people is going to fill up their feed with nothing but Valentine's Day images and stories and all that sort of stuff. And people are just going to switch off and not use Instagram or not check it as often, which is not good for them. So that's one of the reasons why it was banned. So when you start to see how the platforms work um, and the way that they create the algorithms to make us use the platform more, um, that really gives you a better understanding of what you can and can't do with your marketing as well. So, but it's a lot to lot to wrap your head around, which is why Tom and I are here tonight to uh, to help you out. 
it is a lot. And that's, as I said, and, and I know uh, you've got an incredible work ethic, Anthony, and you're always on top of this stuff. But as you've just pointed out, it's incredibly difficult to stay ahead of this stuff, even us, and we do it full time. I, I don't keep up with it all. Which is why I'm so sceptical of you get people who are fly by night and they like the idea of, you know, getting on the gram and <laughs> thinking that they're yep. just going to suddenly do it as a job. But uh, they call themselves yep. experts and gurus, and I just think that is a red um, alarm bells. Uh, whenever you sort of see yep. people spruiking like that, no. Yep. I've been doing this seven exactly. years, and as I said, it's my passion and a obsession you would basically say and I would never call myself an expert or a guru because how can you be when it's evolving so uh, constantly it's not like going exactly. and becoming you know a lawyer or a doctor or something where it's it evolves but it's uh, at a far at a much lower rate uh, yeah well both are probably yeah. advancing yeah but both those fields probably advance fast too but but the whole world's yes. going quick now and I think um exactly which which um probably brings uh on to your point, Brandon, as to uh, do we have, um, how do you guys influence brands to join the social media boom? Uh, did you want to answer that one first, Anthony, or do you want me? Yeah, I will. Um, I'm just going to quickly go back to Will's uh, question oh, on tips for keeping brands fresh. No, that's all right. Um, we just, we go off on tangents. That, well, that's what we do. We do. Um, so, so my tip around Will's question is, um, especially the way his question is phrased is based on the journey of someone's life and success in a certain area. Um, and I think that just being persistent in that respect, um, I know Will quite well. I know his journey. Um, and I know that with his, his business and this particular question where it comes from, it involves um, a journey that where there's continual progress and continual change. And I think that's, that's a really good thing to have because you do constantly have that change and it does keep, it fresh. It's not like a, an e-commerce business or something where you're selling the same products all the time and you have to try and keep reinventing the business. This is more of a, a personal journey. It's being shared. There's a business being built around it, but there's change that's constantly happening. Um, so I think patience, persistence, and just keeping on telling that story and being authentic is the biggest way to, to answer Will's question there. Um, patience is the ingredient so many of us overlook and we all want instantaneous yeah. results like this. And I see so many people and they implement great ideas, but they just don't give them the time to work. And, and I'll also yeah. give this advice to anyone who wants to start doing this type of content um, as we're doing. We, I think it's very important to have an intention, but never an expectation with this sort of content. Because if you have your expectations, you start to get let down and then you're going to become, um, uh, you know, disengaged. And, and maybe when you have an expectation, you're going to get something, um, yeah, it's never going to end well. But if you're just doing it for the right reasons and you want to add value to people and um, and you're prepared to just be in it for the long haul, I think that makes all the difference. And as you would know, Anthony, sometimes people don't respond and they don't like something. And everyone could probably think of exactly. a podcast that they started to listen to and they might have thought, you know, geez, this bloke's a dick. Until all of a sudden they listen to a second one, they're like, oh, yeah, I actually kind of agree with that. And then the third one, yeah, then exactly. they're a raving fan. And so that's exactly. consistency. And it's, um, it's yeah, so you... You flip that on its head and as a marketer, that just shows be patient and be consistent and you'll get ahead. Perfect. Everything just Perfect. takes time. Love it. Love it. Uh, back to Brandon's question. How do you, would you guys um, yeah, get brands into the social media boom, um, trying to get brands giving back uh, and providing value? So 
the, the way that I approach this with um, my clients and my customers and the people that I network with is you really do try and need, you really do need to try and steer away from putting social media into a bucket and what I mean by that is social media is way bigger than so many people realize. Okay. So 53% of the entire earth's entire world's internet usage is on social media platforms. So there's more time spent on social media platforms worldwide than browsing the internet, streaming, all those other services. So that basically tells us that social media is the internet these days. And I think what can happen is if you approach businesses and brands saying you need to be on social media because it's what's happening, it's what's cool, it's, it's going to help grow your business. It's especially for people in an older generation who haven't grown up with this. And I mean, there's a lot of people who are in an older generation who have fully jumped on board social media. So this isn't um, a blanket statement, but you need to try and approach the business in saying that you need to have a digital presence. You need to be online because that's where so many of your customers are. And it may not always be on social media platforms. There may be other methods that the business will generate a better return with your marketing efforts. So it's not always social media, but social media is the internet. It's where people go for entertainment. It's where people go to do their shopping. It's where people go to get news. It's where people go to connect with friends. It's the internet. So if you can approach businesses and brands saying, and back it up with some statistics and some facts um, and show them results from other businesses and brands and just approach it from the point of view of being online and being part of the digital world where we spend hours and hours and hours of our time, you're going to have a lot more ability to cut through rather than just seeming like someone who's a fanatical about social media and just wants to get their business on social media. So and hopefully particularly that answers the question. Particularly when you're young and you're passionate about it and, you know, yes, being in this exactly. industry, you, you can maybe come across that way. And so someone who's more reluctant or, or slower to adopt some of these things. And I think one of the big issues is, um, and none of us grew up with it. You didn't grow up with social media. I didn't grow up with social media. I'm only 26 and I still remember having a, a dial phone where you put your finger in and had Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I remember days when there was remote, no internet. So. I had to, yeah, so I was exactly the same. And um, so I've had to learn how to use all this stuff too. And I think some, as you, on your point, some of the, um, some of the, uh, well, probably one of the strongest um, demographics to, to embrace social media has been the baby boomers. And um, I yes. noticed even with my grandparents are incredibly tech savvy. I'll go around and, and playing words yep. with friends on her iPad while she's on messenger with someone else. And then she's, you know, she's doing a couple of things at once. Um, but, uh, I think the thing is when you want to uh, to persuade someone um, on something like this, it's better not to tell them because people don't like to be told and people want to be self-informed. So I always think if you want to influence someone, you're better to ask a question. And so for business owners who say, oh, well, my, and as you said, 50% of uh, the time on the internet is spent using a social media device and anyone with a set of eyes can look around and kind of just see, people are only spending their time on a few apps and so you, all you would need to do in that scenario is ask that business owner uh, the question if they were to say oh you know yeah social media is all great and, and everything but i don't think my customer base really uses it say um just get a piece of paper out and every customer that comes in ask them do you use social media and it's like that thing where you tick off you know one two three four five and i'll guarantee if you go back in two or three days they'll have 
change their opinion and they've done it themselves. You haven't had to do it for them. So that's my tip is if you want to influence people, don't tell them, ask them. That's awesome. Ask them questions that, awesome. and let them figure it out themselves. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, Corey says digital presence boom. Um, so that's uh, in referring to not trying to pitch social media as social media. It's about being a digital presence. And Jaylee says, I remember days when there was no mobile phones, no CDs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What's a CD, Jaylee? What's a CD? <laughs> I don't know, why I use Spotify. Um, um, so actually, no, I don't use Spotify. I use iTunes. Um, no, no, no ads uh, involved there at all. Uh, Brianna is on as well. Hey, Brianna, hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, Tom, mate, we have successfully chewed through 39 minutes already. It feels like five. Wow. Um, oh, it went fast. It, it has gone fast, and I think we'll have to uh, do a few more of these on a, on a regular basis. Um, Agreed. If you if you guys watching think that we should uh, have these marketing chats more often, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, give us a heart, um, because we are more than happy. Oh, here we go. Yes. So one, one person said. <laughs> one person said we should do it more often. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. We appreciate that. Um, My feet so, must be a little guys, bit behind here. I can't see. Oh, yeah. The few comments are just starting to come up now. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, guys, so really hope that... Um, some of what we talked about tonight is, is valuable to you and you can implement that in your business. Um, and if you do have any questions, if you think of something later on, we're no longer live, feel free to drop it in the comments because Tom and I will be able to answer that for you. Um, we really appreciate you jumping on and watching Tom really appreciate you taking the time, mate. It's been, uh, it's been an awesome chat. Anthony. Like you, you said, I appreciate um, the invite and uh, it went very fast, didn't it? It did, and we got through Facebook and Time Instagram. Flies and fun. Um, we didn't even touch on <laughs> next anything one, else, but exactly. next one maybe LinkedIn. <laughs> we, can, we can schedule LinkedIn for the next one. So appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Um, what we will do as well um, is keep you updated on when Tom and I are going to collab again in the future. Um, so if you enjoyed tonight, then uh, we'll keep you updated with all the details. Um, any final words, mate? Um. Nope, I'm just looking through. Uh, yeah, there's no other comments. So uh, just a big thank you to everyone who has tuned in because it means a lot and I know attention's scarce. So uh, as I said, the fact that everyone's taken the time to, to jump on um, is fantastic. And any questions that you've got, feel free to reach out and uh, look forward to being able to help. Thank you again, Anthony, and I look forward to doing it again. Perfect, mate. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Your attention isn't taken for granted. Um, and uh, we will see you back here again very soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for listening all the way through another episode. If you're hearing this, I really appreciate it. If you got any value from this episode or you know somebody who could benefit from hearing this, please feel free to share it with them. Most of the podcasting apps now allow you to share each episode to your favorite social network. And if you want to get in touch with me or you have any questions at all, please feel free to connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook to search Anthony G. Murphy. I'll catch you on the next episode.